0: Good morning, everyone. Uh, I can't tell you what an encouragement it is to see your faces out there. Uh, this is the first time I've ever done this. So, I, I, uh, I see faces of friends that I've known a long time, uh, acquaintances but I just sense you want to encourage me to deliver what God wants me to deliver to you. And that's really what it's about because see I know that we have a church which is full of people that know lots and people that know very little. Now we get people coming and becoming followers of Jesus maybe a couple of weeks and if I was to say to them, do you know what the Trinity is? They would go straight over their head. You know, just so you know, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, now I am Winston Churchill's number one fan. I really am, he's an amazing, he was an amazing man. I visited where he was born, where he lived, Chartwell. I've been to the, uh, the war rooms where he led the Second World War. Uh, I've been to many places related to Winston Churchill. In fact, it's an interesting thing that Hillary's mother was one of Churchill's typists in the war rooms during the Second World War. So we have a personal interest in Winston Churchill. Now, I thought I knew a lot about him until Hillary gave me this book for my birthday. Can you see it? God and Churchill. A new book that's come out. I think they titled that particularly for me. (laughs) Now, when I started to read it, it talks about a woman called Elizabeth Everest who was Winston Churchill's nanny. And she used to take Churchill to church. She'd help him study the Bible. He loved the Torah. He loved the first five books of the the Bible. She taught him to pray. And the first thing he, the first essay that he wrote when he went to Harrow as a young boy of eight was Israel and John the Baptist. That was the first thing. And he knew at the age of 16 that he was dedicated by God to save Britain from an evil force and to protect the Christian civilization. What what an endorsement of life. So this woman, his nanny, had such an impact in his life. Now, on the front of here... The comment says, readers will delightfully discover much they have never known about Churchill. And that's what I found. Now, if I use this title and I hold this up, I change one word. Readers will delightfully discover much they have never known about God the Father. And that is what I want to talk about this morning, God the Father. Now, what did Jesus say about God the Father? Because he's the one that we follow. What? Right. For you scholars, Bible scholars, what were the first words that we hear Jesus speak in the New Testament? Now, a lot of you will think, oh, well, I can't say that because I'll get it wrong and look a bit of a twit. So I'm going to do it for you, okay? Mary and Joseph had gone to Passover. They came back to Galilee, and they, after two days, they realized they'd lost Jesus. Not really a good move, is it? You don't lose Jesus. They came back to the temple, and they found him on the temple steps. And these are the first words... Mentioned by Jesus. Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? The first thing that he says, a 12-year-old boy. Now, when I read that, I thought, right, Jesus was proclaiming the importance of following God the Father. That was his primary purpose of following God. God the Father now I read that and my head said God I wish I was like that I wish I could be totally committed to God the Father like Jesus was and the Holy Spirit said but Paul you're too selfish well not a very nice thing to hear but it's true (laughs) I'm too selfish I want to do what I want to do So the Holy Spirit said, Paul, you can't be what you think you ought to be, but I will help you. And that is what one verse, see, the Trinity jumps into action in one line of what Jesus said, Father, what the Son says, the Holy Spirit, what he will do. So when that first thing that Jesus said is sussed. I'm only going to give you four verses about. It. Well, next verse is John 6:38. Jesus again, 20 years later. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. The next verse, Matthew 26:39. My Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. All through Jesus' life, he is elevating God the Father. It's not about him. I suppose that bit there where he says, Let this cup pass from me, I suppose that gives an indication maybe he is thinking about the suffering that he's going through. But he then finishes with not my will but yours. Luke 23, 46. Oh gosh. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. His first words were about God the Father. His last words about God the Father. All the way through his life, God the Father. Now, in Hebrews 2, nine, it says... Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. See, Jesus, he didn't want to take the glory from God the Father. He wanted God the Father to have all the glory. When Jesus said that God is my Father to the Pharisees, that's why they killed him. Well, they didn't kill him. He chose to give his body up. But it was because of proclaiming who he was with the Father, it was considered to be blasphemy. So, here is an illustration. This is an illustration. This is not true, but I wish it was. King's Church has a new building and a huge community center which caters for all of South Wales. Huge, all right? That's that's prophetic. (laughs) That's prophetic. Okay. And the royal family were asked to come and open it. Right, so this is what happens. Prince Harry comes in. And there's a lot of whooping and cheering and high-fiving and shouting. And he's having a great time with the the kids. We're all high-fiving him and doing whatever you do, make as much noise as possible. Then, in comes Prince William. Now, he then receives a more subdued clap (laughs) because he is king in waiting. He is king in waiting. And he comes as a representative of his father, the Prince of Wales. Prince William stands up and he says to us, Would you please stand for Her Majesty the Queen, the Queen of the United Kingdom? Everyone stands, no one claps. They are in in respect of her position. And then when we are given instruction, we can then sit down. So what we have here, the three of them all represent the House of Windsor. They have all got the same DNA. They are all the same, but the way that we interact with them is different. One is no better, no one is no... They are, they are the same family. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Same DNA. So, how do we approach God the Son? Now, we are, we are quite a, a whoop-it-up church, aren't we? We can, we can whoop it up. Yeah. But we often... Approach Jesus with a metaphorical high five. Because he's our savior, our best friend, and we know we are accepted. But this is only the part. This is only the first part of it. Salvation, listen to this, salvation is only the beginning. Salvation is only the beginning. This is what Paul writes in Hebrews 6.1. Paul said, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Jesus Christ and to be taken forward to maturity. And I've put in my lines here, to a deeper understanding and a deeper relationship with God the Father. So what it is, it's moving from A to B, but retaining A. A. So, what we, what we have. Excuse me. Okay, so how can we then see God the Father in action? What, what visible visual aid has He given us to be able to see? How has God shown His majesty and power to the world? How has He done this? King Frederick of Russia once asked a a physician to give him proof of the existence of God. His reply, your majesty, the continued existence of the Jews. The continued existence of the Jews. Now, I was quite challenged on a scripture that came to me a long time ago, and it was 1 Chronicles 16.8, it was a really challenging thought, and it said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the nations. And I thought, well, I call him Lord. But then I realized that in his name. And I, I continue to praise the Lord. I, I say, thank you, Lord, I, I, whatever. I pray to the Lord. But that in his name, that's his title, See, when I introduce you to my wife, I don't say, this is the wife. (laughs) Otherwise, I get a thick ear. (laughs) I would say, this is Hillary, my wife. Now, if after that she calls me darling, would you make me a cup of tea? There's a high likelihood I would make one. But the, the point is, you see, I know her name. Although I might call her darling, she knows my name. And this is the same it is with God the Father. So God gave his full name to the Hebrews to introduce to the world. Because if I go back to that question, if Lord in his name, what is it? what is his name? If, 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 he, his, if he's my Lord, I want to know his name. I want to know everything about him. Right, so in Exodus 3, 14 to 15, which is, I think, just brilliant. I, I, oh, I love this. And God said to Moses, I am who I am, And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am am, has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial to all generations. So what he is doing, he is saying to the Jewish people, you carry my name. I am giving you this responsibility to take my name and take it to the world. Now, I am is in four letters. W, sorry, W-H-W-E in Hebrew. Now, we've lost the two... Uh, The two letters in between, probably the A and A. But most scholars would say that the name of God is Yahweh. Yahweh. What's his name? Right, so when you leave here, you will go out knowing that his name is Yahweh. The devil hates the name. He would do all he can to inflict so much dispute over this name. He will, he despises the name Yahweh. He wants people to, to analyze it and disagree and poke fingers at it because there is power in his name. Now, what is special about the name Yahweh is it morphs into everything that he does. There is no other name that does this. Now, when we hear the name I am, it means I am, who I am. I will do what I will do, I will say what I say, and I will go where I will go. It means so, do you know, everything about us is I am. Do you know my heart goes, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. The chair you sit on is I am. The ceiling tiles are I am. Everything is I am because everything was created from him. So what you can see here, that this people group were given this amazing responsibility of carrying the name Yahweh to mankind. No wonder there's a battle going on with this name and this people. But you will see. Now what happens is, is interesting, it's is a, is a, a little byproduct of what I, I study because I love books. Oh, I love books. I love reading. I mean, I can't get enough of this stuff, but that's just me. But you see what happened? When the name Yahweh was used, it was, it was recognized as being so holy that they stopped using it. That's where we lost the two vowels from. So what they then called him was Adonai. Adonai. And that is where we get our translation of Lord. So when you say Lord, you are saying Adonai if you are practice your Hebrew. <laughs> okay, now then let's move on and just see what. I just find this absolutely life-changing. Some of you are thinking, what is that bloke talking about? <laughs> really? Because if I'd have heard this, I'd have thought. I would rather be home watching the telly. But now, what you, what you will understand is that you are going to start entering into a realm that maybe you've not understood before. All right? Just put your seatbelt on and just wait. Now, here's another question for you, scholars Who is God's firstborn? is it adam is it mary is it jesus right exodus 422 then you shall say to pharaoh thus says yahweh the lord israel is my firstborn get that in you israel is god's firstborn you mess about with God's firstborn and you are gonna have a first round knockout. <laughs> you may not understand this, you may not even want to hear it, but this is fact from scripture. This is not poor Marshall making up his story about his favourite hobby. Now, why did he say this? Because, first of all, he wanted the Jews or the, the Israelites to know where they stood in the, in the line with the father. This is our father now. Amen. This is our father we're talking about. He's saying to them, I am your father. I will watch over you. I will do what I say I'm going to do because I am. Then he says, go and tell Pharaoh. Pharaoh had dozens of gods. They had gods for this, gods for that. But he said to Moses, tell Pharaoh Yahweh. Tell him Yahweh, that the one God. Now in Isaiah 8, 18, this is what Isaiah says. Here am I and the children who the Lord has given me We are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. You cannot disagree with what Scripture says. You might have views, opinions, but they mean not. Absolutely nothing unless it's backed up by what the Word of God says. Now, they were chosen, this, this is just beautiful, this, because it is also talking about you, and it's talking about me. Right. In Ezekiel 36, 22 to 24, therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, But for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations wherever you went. Well, that is me. That I have profaned his name among the nations. I'm not going to point the finger at the Jews for what they may or may not have done because I'm pointing at myself. There are times when sometimes I think there's me, I can call myself a follower of Jesus and then what comes out of my mouth is awful. I don't like it. I don't like it. But that is a fact. Now, does that affect God the Father's care and love for me? No. But he recognizes Paul needs to be cleaned up. He needs to get the Brillo pad out on Paul, you know, and scrub him up a little bit, get that, get that cutting and paste. Then it goes on and it says, and I will sanctify my great name, Yahweh, which has been profaned among the nations which you have profaned in their midst and the nation shall know that I am Yahweh, says the Lord, when I am hallowed in you before their eyes. He is choosing them to hallow himself in an imperfect people group. See, if, 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 if God wants to use people that have got their act together, we're going to have an empty church, aren't we? It says, when I am hallowed in their eyes, for I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, this is just not Babylon, all countries, and bring you into your own land. Now, is that what God says conditionally? No. No. It's not. Now also, you see, what this does, God the Father directs the world towards God the Son. Jesus, my best friend, my Savior, my carpenter that I work with each day, because I'm a carpenter, and I'm there, I'm doing something, and I'll say, Jesus, that looks blooming good. I think we've done a great job of that. Give me high five. Now in that situation, that's fine, <laughs> all right? But that isn't how it always is gonna be. John four twenty two. This is Jesus talking to the Samaritan. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is from the Jews. Not my words. Challenge Yahweh with that. Take it up with him. (laughs) So, how do we approach and act in the presence of God the Father? This is a really challenging one, really. Sometimes when I look at my behavior, when I look at what I do or what I say, I think, oh, poor pillock. (laughs) You are a pillock. Um, but you see, I'm less of a pillock now than I was when I first got saved. And that is what always continues my great love for God. It will grow more and more. So sometimes the way our changing society views life can creep in and subtly affect our attitude and behavior, especially towards... God the Father. We can so easily tolerate what God knows is not good for us. We justify it. How do we justify it? Oh, well, God understands. He does understand, but he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. When we go through, As we get to the, to the nearer the end of what I'm trying to talk about this morning... When I say he doesn't like it, you will know why. The world today does not want or understand a judging and vengeful God because they don't know the character of God the Father. But God will not be mocked. He will not turn a blind eye to evil and deliberate sin. Otherwise, the likes of Hitler, Eichmann, and Stalin would get away with mass slaughter. He will not be mocked. So let's have a let's have a look at um, what happens when an individual, a nation, or the whole of mankind come into the presence of God the Father. Let's see what happens. I hope you visitors, ones that have maybe not been here before, uh, don't think, God, what am I listening to? Is that what you will find if you take out 1% of what you've heard this morning and it starts feeding your spirit, that's enough. The seed is being sown. This place, this place... We'll water it. Sometimes drip by drip, other times by the 50 gallon drum. It depends where we're at and we're all at different places. Now, Isaiah. Isaiah was called to be a prophet to the nations. He was Uzziah's cousin, the king's cousin. Now, Isaiah didn't want to be a prophet to the nations because he you knows sometimes you will say nice things, and sometimes you will say some awful things. So this was the situation with Isaiah. This is the prophecy, what, uh, the vision that he had. I saw the Lord Yahweh sitting on a throne high and lifted up. This is Isaiah 6, 1 to 9, by the way. It won't come up on there. He stood and saw seraphim, and what they were saying was, Holy Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of your glory, the I am. Now what happens now? The posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. This is just being in the presence of God the Father. And then this is the interesting thing. This is what happens to Isaiah. The first thing that comes out of his mouth, woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. He comes into the presence of God the Father and he's convicted of his sins. Because he said, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, Then a seraph comes along and touches his lips. And he says, behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity iniquity is taken away. Your sins are purged. Also I heard the voice of Yahweh saying, whom shall I send? And whom will go for me? Then he said, here I am, send me. He was in the presence of God the Father, going from a place that he didn't want to be, to a place where I've heard your voice. I'll do it. Another Hebrew word for you to chew over, Hanini. Say Hanini. Hanini means send me. Hanini, send me. So that was what happens when an individual comes in the presence of God the Father. What about a nation? The Ark of the Covenant was brought into the temple. In 2 Chronicles 5.13, they praised the Lord, saying, For he is good and his mercy endures forever. That the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. They just brought the Ark of the Covenant into the temple. Nothing was said. His presence was brought in, and this is what happens to them because the Ark contains his presence. The, uh, that the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of Yahweh. This is going to happen to kings. And this is preparation for the when this happens, which it will. You won't need guys like me or Pastor Dave. You won't want anybody on this platform because you'll be too busy, led flat on your face. Because you are going to be so in awe of the presence of God the Father. You are. Now, what was the first thing that Yahweh said when his presence fell, when they brought the ark in. This is, this is incredible. In 2 Chronicles 6, 6, he says, this is the first proclamation that God says, yet I have chosen Jerusalem that my name may be there. We have a city, we have a city on planet Earth called Jerusalem, the city of the great king which retains his name name that is why the world wants to divide jerusalem it wants to mock the fact that it's the container of the name yahweh right now I wonder what I then and then this is what when solomon prays dedication to the temple when solomon had finished praying fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice and the glory of the Lord filled the temple and the priests could not enter the house because the glory of the Lord was filled with the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, because th- now this is, this is what we are gonna do. This is what we are gonna do. They bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord. We are a whooped up church. We are what a lot of people out there call a happy clappy, which wonderful. 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 But there are times in the future when we are gonna be whooping it up, happy clappy, and falling on our face. Because this, this is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Right, this is, this is the bit there. Haley, there is a time up there that says 11.28. Does that mean what I have left or is that what I've done? Well, that's pretty good. Do you know? Of all the things that I was concerned about this morning, was timekeeping. Because you see, you, you can obviously tell, I am not short sure with words. <laughs> <laughs> My wife said you could talk for England. I could talk for England, but how much sense would be in there is a different thing. But you see, what it is, is being disciplined. Because... This, this is prophetic stuff that maybe some of you are not aware of. So I want to be able to hear his voice to deliver to you. Right, Revelation 4, 8, 11. From the throne room of heaven, this is. This is what this chapter is. The throne room of heaven get ready, the throne room of heaven. And the four living creatures saying, holy, 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 Yahweh who who was and is and is to come. They They gave glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne. Then the 24 uh, elders fell down before him and cast their th- crowns. So imagine this. We're, we're born again, spirit-filled people. Whooping it up. <laughs> All right? I have been given a crown. I go into God's presence. I'm not worthy of this. I take my crown off and lay it before him. This is what you gave me because of your death and resurrection of your son. In honor of you, I lay it before you. And then in Revelation, this, this scripture is, well, no one was worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. And then they said, do not weep, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll. Take that on board, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Why, if this was Jesus revealing this to John, why didn't he say, oh, it's me, Jesus, I prevailed and opened this. But you see, this is so important that God, through his son, wanted to reveal his promises that he gave to the Jewish people through David, through Jesus, who is from that lineage. So in this here, Jesus said, look, it's not about my name. This is me confirming my promises that God gave to me, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Who is it in the throne room of heaven that says you or us are kings and priests before God in heaven? Do you know who it is? Jesus the Jew. Jesus the Jew. This is the importance. Do not mock. There are severe consequences. And I have found this in my own experience. I have had my threatened to have my house burnt down by people that hate the Jews, hate Israel, threatened to burn my house down, threatened to set our cars on fire. We had to sell our house and move because of the the what problems we were getting. So I know what it is that once you put your head against the parapet, up against the parapet, and you mention, see, the issue of Israel is not political, it's biblical. If you want to go down the political route, go down there. It's a block entrance. It's not taking you anywhere because of what the word of God says. Now, what we're going to do now, I want to finish with A video clip. And I think this will bring all of this together. All of this together. Because I think visual things are better than words. Because, you see, I am Bristolian, which you may not have known. (laughs) I am Bristolian, so maybe my accent sounds like Whirls of which will, may turn some of you off being able to hear everything that I'm saying. Some may think, well, he's an old guy. Well, I'm, not, I'm 72 and good at it. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> See, so you can judge people by their appearance, what they say, or whatever. So, you know, within the first 10 seconds you look at someone, you judge them up. You know, you think... I think that about him. He looks like this. He sounds like that. So, what you're saying, whatever. But this video, I want you to uh, watch and just watch. The truth of Your kingdom reign us. Let the wind This is our Father. This is who he is. And we have been given the honor of being able to come into his presence. Don't take this lightly. Don't take this lightly. This is what is going to make the difference to the world. When the glory of, when the glory of God... Hits this nation, which it will, which it will, when we carry out what we're called to do with an act of repentance. The church of Jesus, which he is coming back for himself, his bride, we are his bride. He's coming back. And here's the final scripture which I. Oh gosh! Excuse me. A minute. There's a common theme through all of these people that have encountered the presence of God the Father. Worldly things and thoughts vanish. A hundred percent focus on Him. He is the center. An overwhelming desire to worship Him. A submit. In complete surrender, the great I am. These are the things that we need to take this church forward for our own Christian life. And the last scripture in John 8, 58, sums it all up. Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was I am he is the I am he is the Yahweh now when we understand this instead of doing I'm just going to put the the mic down just as an illustration instead of when we want to do the High five, it might be this. That's the difference that we come from. From the high five mentality to the you are king. You are glorious, majestic, king of the universe. And his name is Yahweh. You will not forget his name from now on. You can disagree with what you want, but his word has been clear of who he is and how much he loves you.